0: Good morning, everybody. The Lord said, Go old school, so I went old school today. I praise God for this opportunity to stand in front of me and to give glory to God and to preach a word that God has given to us today. You heard the reading of the scripture, and so we'd like to speak to you uh, this morning from the topic. Hate hate the right things. Hate the right things. Let us pray. God, oh Father, we bless your name. We give you comfort and praise in the things that you have done for us. And so we praise you back, O Father, for the comfort that you provided to us, for the love that you provided to us, for the things that you have provided to us, such that we can do nothing but give the name, Lord. We pray for this word that we deliver the word of God. be pleased with things. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. I say amen. So this morning we open this sermon with a question to you. Are you hating the right things? Are you hating the right things? Since I'm sure some of you are out there already saying to yourself, what are they talking about? Uh, come on, be clear. Pastor, let me tell you, we want to talk to you from the stuff that hate the right things. you read the scripture read to you, and after reading this uh, wisdom scripture, the right thing that you should hate should be relatively clear to you, because they are right there in scripture. They are the same thing that God hates. Hurts, hates excuse me. I hope you heard me out there, and if you look at this country, You can see in particular what we are doing. You can see the hate all over the place. Am I right about it? And I don't have to wait for you or Google. I can say I know I am. Some in this country say hate is right and some say it is wrong. And then we have politicians who are lying on either side. So we know that some of them are not hating the right thing. Ain't being hated, uh, and and what should not be hated, there is, uh, that they, they are not hating the right thing. Instead, of what should be hated, they they ain't being hated. I meant to say, ain't. Hey, yes, I did. And what should not be hated is being hated. I hope there are still some witnesses that are with us right now that are agreeing with that. So come on, you Christian. you say you are a Christian, you love God, you're a holy ruler, you are included in God, you do what God says. So you should be readily ready to hate what God hates. But all too often, our evangelicals on either side of the equation are hating all of the wrong things. Come on, somebody. And they're loving all of the wrong things to go along with. What happened to hating the right thing? The things that God hates, what happened to that? So our message to you today is that if God hates it, you should hate it too. I hope there is a witness out there, because we want to get this, that if God disapproves, so should you. If God is not pleased with it, you shouldn't be pleased either. You see, I heard somebody say that it's a biblical between love and hate. Come on, y'all, from way back in the day. Do I got any witnesses out there? Uh, Pastor Adams, I'm sure that some, if not all, of them out there are a little bit uncomfortable because we, we might be somewhat comfortable talking about God hating something, talking about God hating something. when you think about that. Uh, because none of us would ever think of God as a healer. Mm. Am I right about it? I, I know I am. I know I am. I got another thing that I know I'm right about. Uh, but we usually never talk about what God hates. Instead, we usually default to what God loves. But this world is so conflicted, so contrived, so controlled by the force of, of darkness that we love God, that we who love God get confused sometimes regarding what to do in this tempestuous world. But let me tell you this, we are not alone in probing God's hatred for things on His list. Theologians, pastors, and Christians alike ask the same question. Can God really dislike some things so intensely? Yeah. And the answer is yes! Yeah. Yes, He can because The scriptures show a list of seven things that God hates. Not only that, but Proverbs, the book of wisdom, says that he considers them uh, an abomination. Well, what is an abomination, Pastor Keith? Well, to be labeled as an abomination means that God hates the sin, so that's what it is, hates it so much that he is totally disgusted with it. Totally disgusted with it. It is so vile and so wicked and it must be blasted and it must be labeled as an abomination. So while I'm also in the definitions right now, I want you to get this, that uh, uh, hate is defined in general terms as to dislike, to detest, to despise something y'all know Uh, There are some people out there who hate stuff, they dislike it, they they detest it, they despise it. Anybody there ever despised and detested something so much that there was an intense dislike and discontent for it? I know there is, uh, but perhaps it was someone in your life. Perhaps uh, uh, you Christians out there called uh, a thing a thing over that Everything is yeah, everything. Somebody going to get that one later. Uh, but so, but you hated it, didn't you? you? were angry about it, you weren't you? You avoided it. You. you loathed it. You, you just couldn't take it like Popeye said. You can't stand it. No more. You had a strong aversion So to it, didn't you? That is you just ate it. Some of you were like that with your boss at work. I don't know about you, but I've had this And some of you were like that with an ex or something for it, weren't
1: you? Uh, come on
0: and be truthful with yourself. Though I can't see you out there, Pastor, I can't see you. All we can see is ourselves right now. And we hope you see us and you're hearing it. Some of you were like this with your own life, weren't you? Depression had you so far down that you hated living. But God held you close and he wouldn't let go. Amen. When you were down and God lifted you up, you didn't hate your life. anymore. But there are people who have allowed Satan to interfere with them so much that they are hating their own lives. Some of you had haters that you hated worse than they hated you. Come on, come on, come on, somebody, I want you to get this morning. You've got to hear what we're saying. And somebody may have even had heard someone intentionally say to their faith, I hate you. Oh, yeah, that goes on around this, this world. But our scriptures lesson today shows us that God intends for us to be jealous today. He is letting us know that there are some things that he simply cannot state. There are some things that are in an abomination to him. There are some things that he does not tolerate. And there are some things that in simplicity language he just plain hates. So today we want you to have a wisdom about your hate. Have a wisdom about your hate. Let me repeat that. Have a wisdom about your hate. Because we want you to have uh, wisdom such that we want you to be able to walk through the maze of life's uncertainties and discern what is love and what is hate according to God's holy word. And discern what God requires us to do with these issues. Because we should not only hate the things that God hates, but love the things that God loves. So our sermon today to you is for you to hate the right things. Amen. Pastor Keith, I think
1: you have certainly made the case this morning for all of us as christians and followers of god to hate the things that he hates but 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 can we just kind of take a look and and, and i just want to make sure that we don't leave anybody out or leave somebody behind and so uh, some of you may not be familiar with this list that Pastor Keith keep has brought to our attention this morning uh, it's probably best if, if we can just take a look at the things that that God hates and, and just lift them right up from the text this morning. Uh, you, you know, sometimes when we uh, when you grow up and, and you've been told that uh, you should not hate, you know, every now and then somebody, uh, a brother might tell a sister, I hate you. Uh, you know, when, when you get into it with a sibling, uh, or, or maybe you might tell a friend or, Uh, or somebody that you hate them, and and you'll be scolded and and told that hate is not a good word and it's not a nice thing to to say. Uh, And and so if you find yourself in that situation where you say, well, well, mama and daddy said uh, that we ought not hate, that sometimes it makes it difficult to, to find it in your heart to say out loud that you really hate something. Uh, but the word of God is clear this morning. Uh, the word of God is concise this morning. Uh, that hating has its place. Uh, oh, I'm to somebody this morning. I, I, I read it, I read it in Ecclesiastes uh, uh, chapter number 3, verse number 8, the eight cause where it says there is a time to love. To hate uh, and, and the writer of Proverbs, uh, he he told us in three short, short uh, verses, uh, he he lists them out for us to learn from them, so that we might be able to recognize them and to hate the right things. Uh, you see, the purpose, the purpose of, uh, uh, of Proverbs is to help all of us to navigate the muddy waters of life. Uh, So that we live our lives in a manner that is pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And not just that, but... To live a life that helps us to build a strong character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need in this land some people with some strong character. But we got enough of the of the people who follow behind anything and anybody. Uh, uh, come on with me this morning, church, and, and and let us walk through the text so that we are able to recognize uh, and hate the right things. Uh, we knew that God. Uh, <coughs> Wanted us to make them personal. So let me tell you, the first thing, the first thing that shows up in our text this morning, in verse number seventeen, says that he hates haughty eyes. Well, what can we say to that? But but fix that look on your face, because your face is telling us something about you. I've heard it before, and perhaps you have too that the eyes are the window to our soul and this text is showing us that our eyes will tell others something about our spirits at this point that talks about a haughty look, uh, a haughty look, eyes uh, that display a proud, uh, snobbish now, snobbish kind of look, uh, estimating that that maybe you believe you are smarter than anyone else. Uh, uh, Maybe you believe that your IQ is well off the charts. Uh, 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 than anybody you know, uh, and, and, and that you overestimate yourself uh, while you underestimate everybody else. Uh, oh, I'm talking about the horny people this morning. Uh, in other words, uh, you talk, you have taken the test, uh, I am the head, uh, and not the tail, uh, to a whole level. Oh, God, oh, God, that oh God, didn't mean for us uh, to do it that way, uh, doesn't that sound familiar in the world in which we live especially in these good old united states of america don't we see people with Party eyes, proud eyes, arrogant eyes. I'm not that funny-looking folk uh, that need to change that look because that's the look that is unbecoming to our God. And the scripture already says uh, that's the first thing that he hates. They, these eyes that are arrogant and narcissistic, uh, that means you are in love with nobody but me, myself, and I. Uh, those who are unreachable, rebellious... Uh, and judgmental. Well, God detests those people uh, according to the text. Um, And you know what? uh, When the sin of pride shows up, because that's really what we're talking about, uh, it will catapult you uh, to commit all other kinds of sins. Uh, You don't believe me? You get that haughty, arrogant look. uh, And the second thing it'll cause you to do is our second point uh, is to become a liar oh god uh, what do we say to people with that to to lose that lion tongue Uh, if you got one you better lose it Uh, a lion tongue speaks dishonest words uh, for personal gain Uh, oh yeah and see sometimes we get taught uh, that a little white lie here and there doesn't hurt anything Uh, but i'm here to tell you uh, that the bible teaches us um, that he ate a lion tongue is the second portion of verse number 17. Now, uh, uh, let me just, let me just, let me me, me give you a a quick illustration here this morning. There was, there was a a, a store manager who was kind of off in the distance, and and he's listening to a conversation between his clerk, okay, his employee, uh, and someone who happened to be in the store. And so the, 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 the employee says uh, to the customer, uh, no ma'am, no, no ma'am, we, we haven't had any in a while. And it doesn't look like we'll be getting any anytime soon. Well, the manager who overheard the conversation was horrified. I mean, anger just went all over him and the manager came up running over and rushing over past the key to that customer and said, of course we'll have some soon. Now, we, we placed an order just last week. i am expecting it any time now. Huh? And so, and so, and so, after the customer left out of the store, the manager pulled that clerk to the side. Have you ever been in a situation where your boss could pull you over to the side and And the manager began to speak to the clerk and said, Never, 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 never say we're out of anything. Say we've got it, and it's on order, and it's coming. Now, what was it that she wanted? And the clerk, I'm sure, was feeling a bit dismayed at the response of, his boss replied to the boss, Rain. She she just wanted rain. Well, you can see. we They must not have had any for a while. And it didn't look like it, it was coming soon. But you see how the boss just jumped in there with a lie? Tell them. Tell them it's coming. Because we ordered something last week. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. See how that line. And come out so quick. Got stuff all out of context, only heard a part of the conversation. God hates a lying tongue. And we can see them around us more and more and more. Point number three. Point number three tells us that he hates the hands that kill the innocent. Here in our initial thoughts of our minds may get uh, a, a little upset, and, and, and we uh, uh, get to a place where we want to go down there and tell the people at the Planned Parenthood uh, uh, clinics and those in, those employees there who participate in, in, in thousands of abortions that take place in our nation every year. Yeah, yeah that may be initially what comes up when we look at hands that kill the innocent. To, Uh, Or perhaps we might be even thinking of uh, that child that was killed, that was caught up in gunfire, got caught up in the uh, crossfire and are hit by stray bullets and lose their lives way too soon. Yeah, yeah, I can see that coming up in your mind. I will agree that every now and then it does seem like there are senseless killings of innocent bystanders uh, who happen to be at the wrong place. at the wrong time, but uh, can we just look a little deeper this morning at our own daily thoughts uh, and how we can speak words about people that we don't know that kill them? Have we ever said things that kill people in our uh, spirits, with our thoughts uh, and our words? uh, How how much blood have you shed, my brothers and sisters, uh, with your thoughts and your words? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's easy for us to exclude ourselves if we haven't participated in this or that. uh, But when we take a deeper look, maybe there's some things that we need to revisit every now and then to keep uh, and ask the Lord to show us our own selves. uh, And and talking about showing us our own selves, uh, when I get down to point number four, it tells us that he hates our heart that thoughts evil. You see, this thing shows up. Uh, those evil hearts show up every day in every city. What the Bible teaches us that we've got to guard our hearts diligently, because from it flows the very issues of life. Uh, when our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked, we will be tempted to do those things uh, that not even the devil will do. Oh my God. Uh, Jeremiah 17 and 9 reminds us uh, that our hearts are beyond cure. Who can understand it in the NIV uh, translation of the word? You see, the human capacity to live in a deception and to live in rebellion against God has no real end can i say this to you my brothers and sisters uh, every now and then we'll see a sign or a t-shirt or a bubble sticker that reminds us uh, to follow your heart but i want to put a friend right there and say you might not always want to follow your heart because our hearts sometimes are not the best thing to follow we've been told that it is desperately wicked who who can understand it help me jesus we've got to watch our hearts we gotta watch our hearts why because looking here when you get down to verse number 18 uh, the second clause it says our feet that race to do wrong which brings us to point number five Feet that race to do the wrong stuff. Uh, you see, because if your heart is already wicked uh, and your heart is filled with evil, uh, it stands to reason uh, that our feet are going to run toward the evil uh, that which our heart is, 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 is connected to and is looking at. Uh, in other words, if we think long enough and hard enough on it, uh, our feet uh, will take us there oh god oh god say amen somebody in the house that helps us literally i said literally to move in a direction that puts us in a place and a space we most likely should not be and doing the stuff that we know we should not do watch your feet watch your feet Watch your feet because they will race you to something that will put you in the wrong. Our our sixth point, our sixth point tells us uh, that we shall not bear false witness. Uh, What are you talking about, Pastor? I am. uh, Well, you know, bearing being a false witness really is a a cousin or akin to that lying tongue. But the difference between telling a lie and bearing false witness is that most often uh, a lie only impacts the person that tells the lie. Or well, in other words, it only pretty much will, will involve the person who is telling the untruth. But a false witness who utters are lie exponentially exposes its destruction and affects others in the path of the lie. Oh, God, oh, God. In other words, in other words, uh, a a, a lie may be something that is internal, uh, hallelujah, but something that uh, a false witness and bearing false witness is internal and external uh, because it affects you uh, and somebody else. Uh, How many times have we seen uh, people who uh, bear false witness uh, and everybody goes down? Uh, Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Today, more and more and more and more and more, we have those liars uh, who are lying uh, just because they can. Uh, they are lying to be lying. We have people witnessing to things uh, as if they are true. Uh, and they know from the bottom of their hearts that they are not. Uh, not only that, tough. but you know what? We have a we live in a day and a time where we can uh, have technology that will record people's lies uh, and, and play back and they'll hear it and they'll still say that that's not what they said. Uh, oh my God, and everybody who lined up behind the line... Uh, goes down the truth oh my, my 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 false witness is not a good thing god hates a false witness that does not intend to tell the truth now pastor keith and i we we will sit at on uh, thursday nights i believe it is and and we watch that old show that has been uh revised uh through the years called to tell the truth and to tell the truth and, you know it's, it's, it's a It's just a nice little thing to watch, but really it's based on more lies than anything else oh god uh, uh, people love to hear all the lies uh, that are told uh, and then try to distinguish between the lies uh, and the truth uh, and, and pastor keith and i uh, uh, we like i said we will sit and, and we'll uh, take it in and have a few laughs and, and we ourselves will try to discern who is on the panel of three is, is, is telling Uh, uh, we just watch it just really for purely entertainment's sake uh, uh, but those false witnesses they, 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 they can sound accurate uh, and they can sound very credible and they can sound really sound like they are telling the truth uh, which is why some of uh, some of the uh, contestants come away with no points at all because they can't tell who's telling got a lie but who's telling the truth uh, in our lives, in our lives God, God, God talks us wants us uh, uh, to tell uh, the truth, uh, to tell the truth. My seventh and final point, I can't believe we've gotten all seven of these quickly this morning, but my seventh and final point says about us uh, 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 a person who sows discord, stirring up discord in a family. This is something else that we see showing up Day after day, how many families do we see? I'm I'm talking about blood families that that that, that, that show up day after day in a in a mess, uh, uh, in dysfunction, where where somebody is 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 the head of the the, the drama team or the, of the family. Amen, amen. Y'all y'all ever seen a, there's somebody in the family who who you can depend on to? Just get stuff stirred up. If there's ever gonna be somebody to stirred up, you, you can count on her or you can count on him or, or you can count on them to, to get things stirred up and we can see that uh uh daily. That's why so many so many of our come on now, come on, Doctor Phil, he, he can't take enough shows because he gets people on there, hallelujah to Jesus. Who, who have families that are all tore up from the floor. They tore up in dysfunction, absolutely. Discord is what's being shown, Distinction. Uh, Mama and Daddy don't get along, and now the children don't get along, everybody's free again, And of course, but uh, discord, discord, what are you talking about, Pastor? See, that discord means that there's a lack of harmony between persons or things. Uh, and it will wear its ugly head every chance every opportunity that it gets uh, it's it easy to find somebody to stir up dissension in a group uh, when they are eager, eager to do the evil and quickly to buy to devise those evil schemes that the enemy will place in their mind that's all it takes is one little spark uh, one little word out of place uh, and and dissension and discord can get going like a wildfire in california uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see it. We see it. The devil will use whomever he chooses, uh, whomever you allow uh, to come up with an evil scheme and stir up so much trouble. Uh huh. In a group that used to be harmonious, can uh, we we'll talk about the church for a minute? Because you know there were times when the group uh, and the church were clicking and moving and and, and and everything was going along real good. People were loving one another. People were helping one another, praying for one another, and then all it took is one word out of a place. And now one can't stand the other, and the group is all on the water, And love is out of the window. You see, that's what the enemy desires to do when he gets us stirred up with one another. The enemy loves to see the people of God will fall away from each other because if we can fall away from one another, chances are we're going to fall away from God. And we know that that is what we desire for us to do the most. Uh, is to move away from Jesus. Uh, can I remind you this morning that we have got to stick together. That we have got to still love one, one another and look out for one another. Because you know what the old saying is is united we stand up but divided we shall fall. Well can a little story and I will get more out of the way. There was a story from Aesop's Fables, uh, who tells a a, a, a synonymous story uh, uh, where there was a
0: lion, a lion, uh,
1: a lion that used to prowl in the field. Uh, he would. He would he would prowl in the field uh, 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 of the long uh, longhorn oxen uh, where they would graze daily. You know, these are grazing kind of animals. And they just kind of stand around and, and eat the grass or whatever is down on the ground uh, at the time. Uh, uh, that lion, that lion headed out for those oxen, Pastor Keith, and, and every day, every day he would come and try uh, to attack. Uh, because uh, he knew that oxen would make some kind of good meal. Uh, You know, you could feed a a good family for a while, you could get yourself uh, one of those oxen. uh, uh, But whenever that lion came close to where the oxen were grazing, uh, you see, you see, what the oxen would do uh, is turn all of their tails to one another. And so that whichever way that the lion would approach them, uh, that the lion would meet up with the horns of the oxen. Oh, you see, you see, yeah, yeah, that, that was good. That, that was smart, because uh, because when they had their tails together and their heads around, then the, the lion could not break through and get to them and kill them as he desired uh, But But don't you know, don't you know, one day came when that lion managed to turn the oxen won against another, uh, and that's all it took, uh, because you see, uh, even the oxen got mad at each other, the, and, and one went over here, and another one went over there, and then another one stood back out there, and uh, uh, another one took uh, to another corner. Can you see the distinction? Can you see the, the, the discord that was happening? Because uh, the oxen got mad at boy oh, I- Grab a hold of it. We gotta get a hold of it. God wants us to live and to work in unity in our community. If that is what the Lord has called us to do, can I just tell you that I'm gonna take my seat as a father in Proverbs? talking to his son. from his lips uh, to his son's ears uh, that went from It will cause you to run toward evil. It will cause you to be a false witness. And could God provide it, will step you up and step you to sow that discord. We want to hear him say, "You got it right. You did well, son. You did well, boy. as you navigate through a cruel and crooked world." We want to know and hear him say that as you made it the right things, that God hates, and you love those things that God loves. And we say this this morning, believing and counting it down, that you all have heard. You all have heard us, and you will walk in it, walk in the way, walk in the way that the Lord has told you If he says he's hated it, that means we need to stay away from it. That means we cannot embrace it. That means, that means, that means that we need to be reminded so that we recognize all those seven things that the Lord, our God. And the people of God heard and understood. Hallelujah. In your own place. Just shout amen. Amen.